Halftime, brought to you by Heart Cigars and Pipes Lounge. Just off 680 and 48th Street next to Cubby's, it's Heart Cigars and Pipes Lounge. All right, welcome back in. 8.05 after Kansas City defeats Philadelphia last night to win the uh, Super Bowl, second time in four years. Andy Reid with another. Patrick Mahomes with another. So you're going shirt, hat, any other things that you uh, buy as a fan? Just shirt. Or no, I'm going to go hat. I always get the hat. I, I didn't even the know. The, the hats, were they gray? Yeah, it's actually the the Super Bowl hat is better this year than it was a couple of years ago. Yeah, sometimes those things are just like hideous. Yeah, yeah, no, thank you. Uh, I will probably be contacting somebody in a third world country to get an Eagles <laughs> Super Bowl championship shirt. <laughs> you should. Hmm? You should. It seemed like the celebration was a little subdued yeah, last night. I agree. But I say that, and immediately as I say that, I'm people are sharing videos of the after party. <laughs> that nice time, nice meal. Travis is single, so. Yeah, look out. Patrick? They going to do that reality show again? Good look. Now into your offseason, Patrick Mahomes has two kids under the age of two. He's ready for training camp. Huh. And he's still got his brother who... Yeah. Can you ban somebody on TikTok? Can you block somebody on TikTok? I don't know. You guys know TikTok better than I do. I don't. Don't look at me. Oh, I'm sorry. You know TikTok better than I do. Like I said, I only I don't know have what, it because Damon sent are. me like food stuff. Again, you're you're more well versed in it than I am. I have no clue. Can you do that? Uh, think about this for a moment. We were talking about the anthem. I, man, I, it was I, good. I was just super emotional yesterday. Like there were a couple of things that like brought tears to my eyes. The anthem was one of them. Is it the best anthem ever in the Super Bowl? I know the the default is always Whitney Houston. Was Whitney Houston and that incredible rendition heightened by we were 10 days into the Persian Gulf War? Yeah, it was. Okay. and, I, it, and I, I, That's how and I I've always that. felt. But Chris Stapleton's rendition, that soulsy bluesy, yeah. is not very far behind on what he did. It just, it feels like when you heard it, it just makes you, at least this is what I took away. And, and when I say country, I'm not talking about the genre that, yes, Chris Stapleton is technically still a part of. But you think of country. It's it's one of those anthems where this is America. This like I don't even know how to explain uh, it. It's, it's, like it's, my mother-in-law. it's hard to explain, but it's like, okay, this is this is country. This is country. Uh, here is Nebraska ball, Mike. How are we doing, Mike? Hello, gentlemen. How are you doing? How about those? How about that game on uh, Saturday? Uh Brett Hoiberg's going to mess around and keep his job. <laughs> well, I don't uh, think you have to worry about okay. that. He'll, he'll be back for year five. You have to you have to find talent around these kids that are going to stay here, that want to stay here to, to build something. Now, <laughs> congratulations to, keep, to uh, Chiefs Kingdom on winning the Super Bowl. Thank you. But my Get Super Bowl is next month in the same city. <laughs> and I hate to throw somebody under the bus. But a gentleman named Adam reached out to me last mid last week. Mm-hmm. Said he was going to help me out. Haven't heard anything. Now, Adam, I don't know where you're at, but I've given you four choices for hotels. 
and if somebody else wants to help me out, they can. Okay, can I can I just stop you there? Because I think I'm 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 not privy to this conversation, and this seems very no, please, awkward. Please stop. What, please slow me down. Okay, now what do you, what are we looking to go do? We're looking to go meet my favorite wrestler right now, Sasha Banks, Mercedes Mercedes uh, Renato. Okay. Be part of a comic book festival in Kansas City. Oh, okay. Between the 16th and the 18th. Okay. St. Patrick's Day weekend. All right. Well, you'll be lit. This is a bucket list thing for me, folks. This is real to me. This is the Planet Comic Con, right? Yes. That's a big deal. Okay. So, do you got people that are going to help you? uh, Transportation to Kansas City, a place to stay, all that stuff? I'm trying to find a place to stay. I'm trying to find somebody help, somebody to help me pay for a place to stay. I know it's going to be expensive. I've looked at prices; they're in, they're they're difficult, but okay. they're really difficult for me because I have yep. financial considerations and I'm on a fixed income. All right. Well, I hope uh, I hope this uh, very nice person that reached out to you that. Uh, you guys can make a connection. You can make this dream come true. And again, there's people that'll be out there that help you, Mike. Help me out. Yeah, there'll be there. There are people that know you that help you. All right. Okay. Thank you. Is that it? Uh, no. Just know that that uh, if this happens, yeah. Um, this is going to take me back to being ten years old. She is the last wrestler that I watched that makes it feel real. Okay. Well, that's saying a lot because you are a diehard uh, wrestling fan. Thank you, sir. All right. All right. Well, Mike, keep us updated, all right? I'm sure there's some people that will reach out. Where where can they uh, find you uh, if they would like to I, be of assistance? Like I said, unfortunately, I don't have a Venmo. I wish I did. Well, no, listen. To make it easier. I don't. Yeah, no, I'm not giving your Venmo over there. on Twitter. Okay, give your Twitter I handle. Mike, F-I-N-T-M-I-K-E. Okay. DM me, let me know what's going on. All right. How how are we doing on Twitter? Have we cleaned up our uh, timeline? We uh as much as as much as I can right now. Okay. I I, I, I told you not to who not to tweet at, so I hope you've taken my advice. I I don't tweet at people who make me angry anymore. Okay. Well, they they they're no. they're not they're not there to make you angry. They're there to make you happy, but it's not good for you. <laughs> All right. Thanks. I agree. Mike. Yep, thanks Mike. All right. Uncle Gary giving that is good. That is advice. good. Maybe good advice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know where we were going. I yeah, uh, we already have a back, call. Somebody wanting to help. Mike had called last week as well. Try to get his uh, Twitter information out there uh, last week. And uh, again, uh, for Adam who uh, started the conversation, appreciate that. And uh, anybody our, else, our listeners are great. You, yeah. you, you I'm, Jimmy, I'm starting to learn this. You and Jimmy don't know the backstory here, but uh, Mike, who is a diehard. Uh, professional wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was an event here in Omaha, and you know Mike is confined to a wheelchair, and so we we're able to find transportation from Lincoln up here to Omaha so that he could go. We we hooked him up with uh, tickets, so hopefully uh, well, one of our great listeners will have a connection, and uh, we can make uh, Mike's dream come true. Yeah, uh, not necessarily a dream, but a want. A little bit of a transition here. So when you wake up the next morning. And the Super Bowl broadcast, which features two voices that you you don't really associate with the Super Bowl, and Greg Olson and Kevin Burkhardt. Yeah. And and Greg Olson, when you start comparing him to Aikman and Nance, or Aikman and uh, Romo, mm-hmm. uh, and the fact that he has taken off 
And even, even when you compare him to Collinsworth, Greg Olson has really shined because I think a lot more people are getting the opportunity to, to watch him. Like yeah. the Fox National game didn't seem like, especially here in Omaha, we got it all the time. Right. So, But when we get into the postseason, you have the number one crewer doing the games. So you get used to these two and you realize how good in talking about trends and looking forward and explaining things like he had the McKinnon you know, slide down. He had that a couple of plays ahead. He's yeah. not He's not Tony Romo. He's not trying to guess what they're going to do. Right. He's just laying it out. And Greg Olson is really good, and he's going to make it very hard on Fox to say, Greg, mm-hmm. eh, in comes Tom Brady. Now, financially, there's part of a deal that Greg Olson would get if Brady took his spot, but Fox has to be very careful. I also think we have to be very careful in all of our praise, maybe careful is not the right word, of how good Greg Olson is. Kevin Burkhart was really good. I agree. And, yeah. and, and sometimes when you're, you're when the analyst is is exceptional, mm-hmm. the play-by-play guy gets overlooked. Yep. And don't do that in this situation because I think Kevin Burkhart was really good. Um, they treated yesterday, which I really appreciated being in this industry, and nowhere near that level. It was like week five in the NFL to them. Okay? They didn't. And that's a compliment. Yeah, they didn't change. Right. They treated it like every Sunday they've been doing games. They called yep. their game. Yeah. And they're not the story this morning, so that, that is, is a great sign for them. Well, and, and Greg Olson, think about that. Over the last month, well, however long it's been since Tom Brady retired, it felt like a month. Think about the conversation immediately after everybody kind of you know paid their respect to Tom Brady's career. Was all right. Going to be in the booth. We we were even talking about in the show. Like, will he be part of the Super Bowl panel? Will he be at least part of the pregame show? And you'll kind of you know dip the toe in the water a little bit of the analyst, so you get a little idea of what is about to come. All that conversation and good on Tom Brady, kind of putting that all to bed, saying not you know not till 2024. But there's got to be a part of not only understanding the magnitude of that game and how many eyeballs are going to be on this broadcast and they're going to be hearing your voice, but also Trying to, what you just talked about right there, trying to put out the best impression and make your case of like, yeah, you guys, you can replace me, but I'm going to make it very difficult. It'd be very easy for Greg Olson or anybody in that position to kind of overdo it, to try to be like, well, what's made Tony Romo, uh, you know, have that splash early on? Collinsworth, you, you start tapping all those different guys and you try to sort of get out of your identity be very easy for Greg Olson to have done that. He didn't do that. But also Kevin Burkhart, I think so much more is talked about, you know, Greg Olson, Greg Olson. What is, you know, how is he going to respond knowing that Tom Brady's coming in here very soon? Well, even Kevin Burkhart, though, it was a huge moment for him, too. And I, I thought he nailed it. I thought it was exactly pitch perfect as far as the moments of the game, uh, being excited when you should be, uh, as you said, being very consistent to what you've been all season long. It was it was great. I, I mean, I'm not going to say, oh, it stood out to, to be the best broadcast I've ever heard, but the fact that we're not be like, ooh, yeah, that was a little weird yeah. last night. That was a little clunky well, last night. No, it was again, good. It was great. Again, we are so on this day, which is unlike any other day in this country with sports. Again, as you get towards kickoff, about an hour before kickoff, we are getting a, a million new viewers yep. added every yep. minute. There is nothing like that. In, in, in all of our sports viewing. But we get so used, in, used to in big events, mm-hmm. particular voices. Like you don't think when Jim Nance retires and it's Ian Eagle, even though we've heard Ian do games, It'll be weird. when he's doing the Final Four, it's going to seem odd yep. when somebody else is doing the Masters. Okay, So we're used to these legendary voices doing the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. 
and it took a little bit for people to get used to. I mean, that's the Super Bowl crew. They did a great job. Two people who did not do a very good job. Oh, here we go. And it's it's a shame in our business because there's a lot of young broadcasters that are extremely talented or people that have played the game that have now gotten the opportunity to be on television and are very comfortable and they resonate with the audience and they have a connection and you learn something. Please, 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 ESPN, you got to retire Chris Berman. Yeah. Chris Berman is cringeworthy watching. And every year at the biggest sporting event in this country, when the game is over and ESPN gets to go live on the field, it's Chris Berman sitting there. Mm-hmm. And it is awful. It is bad television. He is an HOFer, mm-hmm. but you gotta, you got to say, you know what, we can do better. Now the other one, and, I, and I'm probably more pushing this, Fox's pregame show. It's not the first time I've mentioned this. This is why I watched the Puppy Bowl, by the way. Which has expanded to three networks. It's it's adorable. And the number one commercial was about a dog. It was freaking adorable, guys. It was an all-timer. Greatest Puppy Bowl in history went to overtime. It's adorable. Anyway. What does Terry Bradshaw on Fox do for you? Very little. Make you cringe? Very little. So you might try and win his money? But I don't know what he offers, and I don't know that we're still at a point where anybody under the age of 35, under the age of 50, goes, man, i got to hear what Terry Bradshaw right. is going to say. <laughs> right. So so it, he, 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 they, they kind of want him to be the Barkley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay? But he is not Charles Barkley. Mm-mm. He's there for entertainment, and it rather is sad because I don't know that he realizes what he does. He couldn't pronounce Puma yesterday, okay? And then I think the one where he owes an apology. Maybe, you know, Fox must, Fox must get great feedback on Bradshaw because they keep putting him in prime situations. You know, they're promoting him with mm-hmm. his money. He's in a lot of their promos. And then he does the trophy presentation. So yeah. Whether it be the NFC trophy presentation where he made, he made Jalen Hurts sing mm-hmm. or last night, they put Terry Bradshaw up there. Whatever happened, by the way, the legend walking with the Super Bowl trophy and everybody right. touches it. Because they showed the podium, and I'm like, where'd the team go? Yeah. Like, the team was, like, nowhere around except for the couple guys that were up there. Yeah. So Bradshaw is up there. When he says to Andy Reid, and I don't care yeah. what their relationship is, hey, why don't you waddle all the over here? <laughs> right. Wow. And Andy, Andy handled it pretty well. But he said that to him. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's embarrassing. Yeah. And Terry Bradshaw is embarrassing for Fox. And and they must, again, must get great feedback that people love him because they keep putting him in prime situations. They have a stable of very talented mm-hmm. people that should be there instead of somebody who has lost his fastball. And you've got two guys that last night, they say stuff on air that is cringeworthy. Yeah. But telling the guy that just won the Super Bowl, as you want to interview him, hey, why don't you waddle all over here? Yeah. I, I think I, I made my thoughts pretty well known on Terry when we talked about this after the championship games, the conference championship games. Uh, but Berman, 
this has been a long-standing crusade for me for probably about the past six, seven years. At some point, it the the shtick of the nicknames and the boop, like it's it's almost like you're overcompensating because, as you put it so eloquently, lost your fastball, like the the Berman thing. And and I've I brought this up when we we're talking about Terry Bradshaw a couple of weeks back too, where there are certain guys that they they made us laugh, and what has become the the world of sports and entertainment sort of intersecting. That we would get laughs. We love highlights. We love watching highlights. And some of that can kind of make them entertaining. Boy, that was fun. Boy, we like predictions. We like when you're getting done with a broadcast and uh, somebody's going to tell you who they think is going to win and they're going to make a big show of it. Like the Lee Corso thing. That was great for a very long time. But now it's almost as if you're, mm-hmm. you're now putting all of those gentlemen that we just talked about in a position to where... It's uncomfortable. It's awkward. Like last night, I'm, I'm watching Chris Berman. You know, they're basically doing the two-minute drill. You know, they're, they're doing what you typically would see, you know, an NFL prime time. And good on Steve Young. Good on Booger McFarlane. I think they do a great job. And yet you've got Berman just overshadowing any type of little drop-in on what happened on this play or what happened with this play because of a clever nickname. Or a, and it's almost like that. That's all he brings anymore. And is that doing anything for anyone anymore? When you come up with Mahomes is where the heart is. Like it's just it's a tired the stick. Same references, same Eagles songs references. Right. It's it's just such a tired stick. And when I start thinking of going to that well, so often I think of someone who can't bring anything else to the broadcast. And for a guy, and you said it perfectly, anybody that is at the age of 35 or younger, are you like, well, these highlights are going to be more to me because Chris Berman is adding his fun nicknames and his fun sound effects, and this will be cool. Or Terry Bradshaw is able to interact with the winning coach, the winning general manager or owner, and a couple of players because Terry, since he played, knows the right questions to ask when clearly he's lost touch with even that. At some point, you got to realize not only is it a very awkward situation, but if you truly respect these guys, which I believe they do, I believe these networks, it's the reason they continue to put them out there. If you truly respect them, it's time to, again, phase them out because it's putting them in a very bad situation because they clearly can't deliver what they once could. Also, of course, two African-American quarterbacks starting against each other in the Super Bowl for the first time. Fittingly, February 12th is Abe Lincoln's birthday. Chris Berman said that last night. Mm. 823. Mm. Next hour, our hoop heads, Jacob and Joel, on Mornings with Sharp and Hanley on 1620 The Zone.